Alrighty, welcome back everyone. We are here at it again. I know it's a little bit of a uh, of, of a probably a um, busy day with March Madness happening, um, but we're here nonetheless. Uh, today we're welcoming uh, Alex's good friend Tony. Uh, we are Tony. happy to have him. And, oh boy, Tony. Uh, and uh, today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about um, talk to Tony a little bit about his life as a uh, gay black man in America. And also a little bit about uh, the, you know some transgender ideologies and what what that community has been putting forth, and uh, we'll probably get into a little bit of uh, of talk about uh, racism given some of the happenings that have uh, happened uh, uh, in in Atlanta recently um, and, and elsewhere. But uh, without further ado, I'll let uh, Tony talk a little bit and introduce himself, and we'll uh, we'll get rolling. Uh, uh, well, everybody, um, I'm Tony Rawl from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I'm part of the I'm, the, I'm the G in the LGBTQ community, I guess, and uh, I'm 29. Um, my views are, are pretty complex, I guess I'd say. <laughs> I have some different backgrounds, liberal and Republican, and um, I think they merged together to help me find a really good common ground. Um, I'm also a big believer in freedom of speech, so I look yeah. forward to sharing my, my opinions with you guys. Awesome. Well, I want to start by saying I love watching Tony post on Facebook because people come out of the woodworks like crazy after his ideologies just because he's not the wokest in the room. And I'm like, you understand you're talking to a gay black male, right? Like, you, who are you to talk about LGBTQ? Right? Like, fuck you. I'm gonna need like, a, I'm gonna need a friend request after this because I'm, I'm all about it. I'm gonna get in there and see what, see what Tony's gonna say oh, on the it's daily. Crazy. It's definitely crazy. I'm just literally like, like the meme sitting eating popcorn, Michael Jackson. (laughs) That's me. I'm like, I can't get enough. I love this shit. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you guys like it. Um, I do enjoy it a lot. Questions or comments? I guess. Um, you know what? I guess I'll start, and we'll start. I guess a little bit uh, general, general ish. I guess. Um, so how has uh, I guess given the climate that we're in now, how has that, um, you know, affected you, you know, outside of, of, of Facebook, um, just, I guess, kind of in your, in your daily life, uh, interacting with people and perhaps even people that, that know you. Um, I guess as far as the trans issue, um, if it comes up, my views, again, I guess are expressed, um, which are a little complex. the liberal or the LGBT community right away after I make my view known. Um, man, I, I saw you get so into that and I think your internet might've screwed you just a little bit. Cause we missed like a large chunk of that. We caught like the tail end. So at the risk of being repetitive, uh, <laughs> just run, run through it again. Yeah. Yeah. Run through it again. And hopefully, yeah. When the topics come out about transgender while I'm out in my daily life, I try to express my opinion or ask questions and it is met with immediate rejection or I'll be called a bigot or yeah, I basically am kicked out of the community right away. The liberal and the LGBT. <laughs> Dang. So having said that, 
Sorry, um, you're gay. You're not allowed. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're gay, but you're not gay enough. You want to be inclusive to everyone, but not you. <laughs> well, I'm sure Alex saw the one about the police officers. I was kicked out of the black community real quick with that one. Oh Jesus, no. <laughs> um, so let's get into that a little bit more. So let's uh, uh kind of e- e- expound or expand upon uh um what you know what your views are a little bit for for our for our listeners. Okay, I think that it's okay for people to have or want um I guess even of the norm I guess single sex spaces. Um, for a long time, um, women and for, and for men, I guess, there's our biology when we grow up and go through time to hopefully become adults and make children, if we are doing that or not, we have uh, lots of similarities because our biology is changing. And I can see where it'd be hard and uncomfortable <laughs> for someone who is um, going about their life as a man and they're in... Losing him again. Yeah, I know it. That apartment internet. I uh, hate it. You hate to see it. And boys to be boys, for lack of a better term. And if you don't, you're not listening to silence to a group of people for one person. Because the numbers of transgenders is not very high. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> and I, I could see why someone would be uncomfortable and want their to share a single sex space with people who are similar to them. And the same is going for women. But men cannot chop off their junk <laughs> until they're at least of 18. So you're going to a bathroom or being in a locker room with someone who is often having a penis and you don't know if they want to assault you. You don't know if they're, um, whatever, whatever they're fucking doing. <laughs> that could be an uncomfortable situation. Why are your feelings not valid? Why are you a bigot then? Why are you? <laughs> That's part one. I think what you're talking about goes back to also like what J.K. Rowling came under fire for, basically saying men cannot have periods, which I understand um, from a biological standpoint, that is a thousand percent true. And no one should be, quote unquote, canceled for saying a statement. You know, we say believe science all the time when we're talking about like client or climate change. But as soon as we start talking about biology, that somehow gets twisted with that narrative of saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, boys can have babies. Well, no, I'm sorry, they can't. Yeah, no, they look, yeah. If a boy wants to identify as a girl, that's fine. Let me know what to call you. You know, I'm not going to be like, I'm never calling you she or Darla in my whole life, you know, because I know that boy was born as a man. Like, I will a thousand percent support you if you want to live your life as a female like that's your choice that's your right and i'll call you whatever i want or whatever you want me to call you to make you feel comfortable but i'm sorry that person cannot have a baby because they were born as a man it's just that simple or a period yeah or a period Uh, it's just and you take away from the plot or the struggle of women who actually have to deal with menstruation cycles and childbirth you're taking away from their their plot or their their story when you start to say well now that i've decided i'm a female i struggle just as much as you do like motherfucker no you don't like (laughs) no you don't i'm sorry but you don't like (laughs) it's just that simple i completely agree with that um so thank you for sharing that part 
Yeah. I'm trying to think how, how I elaborate on that. I learned, um, actually, I want to share some information if it's okay. Yeah, for sure. So I asked some questions um, on my Facebook and I finally got someone to reach out. A pretty cool friend of mine. She's a therapist, actually. But she explained, um, one, there's a lot more words than we think there is, which this information is very readily available to people. So I can understand why people are very confused. Right. (laughs) Um, So when when someone's gender dysphoric, essentially, it means that they don't like these part of their bodies. It's not that there's any science to prove that they're actually they should be cut off or dismantled. It is simply the matter of fact that mentally they don't like them. Well, and let me, let me expand on that to give more light because it's the same as body dysmorphia, right? You're you're talking about the same categories of not liking that part of your body where I eat a a very fit skinny man or women woman could look at their body and they like for 90% of the community, they are, tone and fit and they look good but that person looks in the mirror and is like shit i look fat like it's the same it's the same mental ideology yep (laughs) and there's no science to prove that it's actually different i want to be very clear (laughs) as as far as science has gotten is um the brain for people who are transgendered which it does not also exclude gay people i in my opinion is it has um there's several different names of chemicals but it's more like a woman that's okay i can i can accept that truth but saying that this evidence justifies wanting to chop, dismantle your body, there's nothing, there's no grounds for that. Right. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that would, would venture into um, a type of, uh, I guess along the same lines as body dysmorphia, you get into a mental health issue at that point where you don't like yourself so much that now you want to essentially mutilate yourself. Um, and it's almost, it almost, I would say, get very close to the same type of thing when people, um, you know, cut themselves or anything like that. It, it, it kind of, for, I guess for me anyway, it kind of, it, it, it leans in that direction or at least there's similarities, um, in, in that area. Absolutely. There, there was a therapist on Joe Rogan and he caught a lot of shit for this. And, uh, everybody knows I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. Um, where she was saying there's almost an epidemic of young girls going through gender changes at a very young age because it's almost trendy and and yeah. people are praising them and that's fine if that's what you want to do like if you're a girl and you feel like you're a man and you're trapped in a man's body and you become the right age and you're like hey i've been dealing with this for my whole life i just want to be a man go do your thing but we shouldn't make it like a trendy like woke thing to do because these there's studies that these young girls go through these transformations and nobody yeah they have to go through the counseling but even the counseling's like girl i'm so proud of you or boy whatever he she it's very pat on the back yeah it's like i'm so you're so so brave (laughs) for doing this and it's less of a counseling and more of a pat on the back and then they get to be 18 19 20 and they're either committing suicide fact look up the rate suicide rates do not drop in general when people have the gender transformation in general suicide rates do not drop again if you want to do it do it that's fine i don't care but don't make it trendy and woke and like something that's like cool to do or whatever because that's not happened before with the community 
Yeah. Remember back in the day, everyone just had they wanted to be bisexual for a little bit. Right. Yeah. And then it, exactly. You know what I mean? That was a, exactly. that was a thing. Yes, that's the it was, thing. It was a thing. Exactly. And yes. I think it's not helpful in, in making these things, you know, trendy or the woke thing to do. It actually ends up more so hurting the cause of the people that actually, you know, either are, you know, specifically transgender, gay, lesbian, whatever letter you fall under in LGBTQI plus. It hurts. It, it making it this trendy thing hurts. Um, y'all's like uh, shit. I mean, the ones who are really struggling. No, the ones who are really struggling. Like it, it hurts that yeah. platform. It hurts that platform yes. and your and your voice in in your struggle rather than helping I mean, it. You want to say something on that topic? That was awesome, Ben. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, during the whole process of this becoming a thing, <laughs> I started thinking about my life and thinking I do lots of girly things, but my mom, my parents raised me to believe like love yourself, love your body. This is, they're religious. They would say, God made you this way, Tony, but you can be as gay as fuck as you want. Right. (laughs) 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 But uh, transgenders are basically saying like, I'm a girl, I play with GI Joes, therefore I am a man. (laughs) And that's not what makes a man a man. Right. So that was kind of, to me, as an adult, I'm hearing all these kids say, this is why I'm this gender. And it would be the dumbest shit in the world. I want to wear a dress. I want to paint my nails. My name is instead of Adam, it's Allison. That is yes. not at all what makes you a fucking girl. <laughs> right. And it's it's so it's so weird to me now that like society t- twisted and turned that and, and said that, oh, if your daughter or your son plays with G.I. Joe's or Barbies, respectively, then now they're they're like, oh, these are early warning signs. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. they're just kids being kids playing with fucking dolls. Let them yes. play with dolls. Don't try and push some some societal narrative or some some woke ass um, thing onto them when they're in such a, 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 a infantile or um, early development, yeah, undeveloped, undeveloped, undeveloped. Uh, yeah, an undeveloped state. So now you've had your parents or whoever society pushing this upon these impressionable young people. And they get it twisted before they're of an age where they can make up their own mind. One of my favorite activities when I was between like three and five was putting on one of my mom's dresses and her heels and walking around in her closet. And let me tell you, I've done that shit too as a kid. (laughs) I am as heterosexual as they come. Like there is, and again, not anything against anyone who is homosexual, just me personally, I don't have an ounce of it, you know, like, I, so if you would have told me like as a four-year-old like if my parents would have been sitting there like oh look at Alex he's gonna be a good transgender when he grows up like no that's <laughs> not like that's not the way it was I just like putting on dresses and heels like I guess as a five-year-old because I like playing dress up you know right and it, like it, the two don't correlate no not at all like the same thing kind of kind of I guess goes for me so like I I've mistaken many times for being gay Partly probably because my best friend is gay and I hang out with him. But even before I knew him, there was a times that I would do what I guess some would consider sort of like effeminate things. But I always kind of phrased it as like metrosexual when that was like the trendy mm. fucking keyword for it or whatever. But, but it's like, no, I'm as straight as the day is long. But <laughs> sometimes I can like play a role or put on like something like that because it's either comedic value or you know like or i have sometimes that ability to to tap into the more sensitive side when when i need to or whatever 
and when our gay best friend gets drunk and starts jumping on the couch and humping us on the couch at South Padre, we're not like, ew, you're fucking gay, get off me. It's like, okay, yeah, no, he's fuck my no, dude. Like, I this isn't he's, sexual. He's like, my he's best friend. I just, yeah, I ride like, with it, and yeah. like, people are <laughs> it like, doesn't matter. The hell's going on over there? And I'm like, you're go like, back to your drinks. Absolutely exclusive, right? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now the narrative is though, if you do those feminine things, we're skipping over that maybe these are just characteristic, no gender norms. We're skipping that and yeah. going straight to you're you are probably living a lie. Yeah. Cut it off. Yeah. Accept your truth. Yeah, yeah dude yeah it's <laughs> and chats chats already mentioned this and this is this is a good point um they you know they said uh you know it's weird that the trans stuff seems to re- reinforce traditional gender stereotypes in a roundabout way it's like basically normal gender stereotypes with more steps i yep. love you yes let's do it um, we're, we're taking new applications I, every day. Always, always. You're already in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, I hope we didn't lose him. Come on, come back to us, Tony. Yeah. His internet's lagging a little bit. I have a question for him once he catches up also. Anyway, uh, I guess... Oh, there he goes. Now he's back. We're good. We sorry. lost you for a second. No, we're good. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, no worries. Um, but yeah, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, I had a question for you, but I don't want to cut you off for anything you want to no. add. No. No answer. Ask away. Okay, what would? Because I'm, you meant? Are you a foster child? I was adopted. I was a foster child for three years, and then you were adopted. Yes. Okay. And both of your parents are religious white people, correct? Yes. Okay. I would identify myself as a religious white person also, but it sounds like I'm more in your parents' category. Um, and in the religious world, one of the things that drives me the most crazy is this narrative of if you're gay that a you're going against god and i believe what your parents believe also well then god made you that way and that's pretty sick to make you that way what would you say to someone that says you have the ability to choose whether you are gay or not that that's a choice what would you say to that person i think that's an awesome question first of all and um uh I would explain to them my story of how it started, which is a pretty funny one. And that's also how we, how I became so accepted in high school is I would just say, when I was a kid, it started moving for the green Power Ranger. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't know what that meant yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that was how it happened. No, seriously. No, I believe you. I fully believe you. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so I like the pink one a lot. Kimberly was the shit. I just had my Megazord. I just bought off a fucking Amazon. <laughs> And I love Kimberly. I love her. And I'm like, my brother goes, Tony, when it does that, it's supposed to be for girls. And I'm like, it's not. It's not happening for girls, bro. The Green Power Ranger. Mm. (laughs) And so me by, which also is awesome question because biology, I incorporate these two things that was relatable for these straight guys because we are going to all go through this journey where it moves. Right. And they were like, okay, you're fucking gay. This is real life for him. And that's why I tell religious people, like, how can I change that? Can you change that? And they'd yeah. be like, I, can't. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Right. So that's so, how- Yeah, this is one of the things for me about the, the religious community and, and just how hypocritical that they can be. It's just like, it, it, it boils my blood. Um, and my brother's in the chat as well. He's uh, asking, saying the same type of thing. So he said, I don't remember G- Jesus saying anything about homosexuals and, and 
coming from a preacher's kid yeah. background, I don't remember any time Jesus was like, homosexuals are going to hell. I am about 99.9% .9 sure that Jesus makes no reference. Like, of not even once. The thing, the thing that religious people like to do a lot is reference the Old Testament in regards to all of this. But what they fail to do throughout all of this is reference the other texts that say um, you, women are not allowed to like cut the sides of their hair, shave their hair on that side. Um, not allowed to speak or hold positions of power. Speak in um, church at all. Yeah, speak in church. Um, there's uh, plenty of other texts that outline other things, um, you know, that, but they don't want to look at those parts. They just consistently and constantly rip scripture out of context to fit um, their narrative. And it aggravates me to no end because the golden rule, basically all this is love your, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the golden rule. And Jesus preached on that multiple times. Um, so the thing for me is now as, uh, and I heard this multiple times in church growing up is that, is that, uh, when the new Testament came around, the old Testament basically became a frame of reference. And now we, as you know, Christians or religious people are to live by the new Testament and what, you know, Jesus preached on, um, through the gospels. And, you know, like, like my brother in chat said, not once did he mention anything about gay people going to hell and, and hating gay people and not loving people for people which is what how our parents raised us is to, to basically judge somebody by the content of their character not by how they look not how they you know orientate themselves or what their sexual preference is or anything like that not agree with that not to like humble brag but i have a few friends well this isn't the humble brag i have a few friends that are very gay and one of them um we were at a bar one time and he was introducing me to some of his female friends and uh, they were talking about some sort of Christianity or something. And they asked me, well, what do you believe? And I'm like, well, I'm a Christian. And they're like, so you believe in the Bible? I'm like, well, generally, yeah. I mean, I, I'm non-denominational, so I have my own ideas. And they're like, oh, my God. And my buddy Luke, shout out to Luke if he's listening, uh, was like, no, no, no. He's a good Christian. He's a good Christian. He's not a bad Christian. I'm like, <laughs> it's so sad that that has to be like, I came here with my friend who's very gay and I love him to death. And I would give him a kiss on the cheek right now because I love this guy to death. Like, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm sorry that we've given you that impression, but like that we're not all like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think people are quick to judge and put people in these massive categories. Um, and I think that I did a video about education. I caught a lot on track off track before, but if you give people their space to ask questions and be confused, I found, I found that most everybody will get to some type of understanding if you give them time. Yep. <laughs> I really, really say, no, absolutely. When I, when, I, yeah, when I came out as gay, I became famous in 24 hours. <laughs> famous, literally fucking, and I'm still fucking famous. I have to delete people and add other hot guys from my. You may know this person. He's hot. Delete other person. Add him. <laughs> you didn't delete me. I'm very glad you didn't. <laughs> now I've got to make sure that there's room in Tony's friend bank for me. It's, no, the, I'm just saying. Yeah. The, the first time I met Tony was at a party, and it was it was like a celebrity walked in, and everybody's like, "Gay Tony's here. Gay Tony's here." I'm like. Does he, is that offensive? Like, I don't want to. <laughs> is he cool with that? Like, he literally introduces him to himself to me, gives me a big hug. He's like, I'm gay, Tony. I'm like, 
okay, I can, I can call you that. And like, you're not going to be mad. Right. And he's like, no, that's what everybody calls me. I'm like, cool. Yeah. When you text me next time you're in town, like, cause let's fucking party, dude. I like you a lot. <laughs> and I would give people their chance to ask questions and stuff about what was going on with me. And I found that people from all different backgrounds were okay with it. They feel, they felt too afraid to even say anything from how society acts now. Right. So and that would have closed the door for all the conversation for it to get better. Right. And this is this is what's important, what Alex and I harp on every week we're live, is that we like to have a space where people can come and ask questions and talk and work through things. And then at the end of the day, we'd be like, all right, cool. And then move on with our lives and nobody hates anybody. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think this is awesome. I also want you to know, I was going to live stream it, but I wasn't. This is my first time doing this. So if you guys invite me back, I'm going to put it on my live video. Okay. You will be invited back for sure. For sure. And, I mean, and this will be, be this will be up on YouTube within the next few days anyway. So And I'll share it too. One of, um, one of our listeners, uh, her name is Poison Fantasy. Shout out to Poison. She's uh, She listens every week and she's an awesome person. Um, she's actually found some personal mental healing through this podcast also, which is what we set out to do, which is awesome. She says, Tony, you're an absolute angel. I don't know you, but I love you already. Purple Heart, the world needs more of you, Purple Heart. So you have one big Thank fan. Thank you. I, I'm so happy. I hope to see you again. <laughs> yes. So, I also want you guys to know that people message me when I post those things, and I get so many thank yous. And I can just, as meeting both of you right now, I cannot imagine I'd get even more messages. I, so, like, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's Here's, good. And I, I, I like that, you know, there's so many messages of people saying thank you and that that's what makes it a lot worth it and that's what makes it worth it for us while we do this too is people that the positive feedback you know because you know you're reaching people um one topic i did want to kind of discuss about the transgender thing and this is it's just it 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 just makes me kind of laugh when i hear it um is is that people they they from people from that community tell you like if a straight man doesn't want to date a transgender person like uh, it was a man that transitioned to a woman or something like that they go you're transphobic blah 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 and it's like wait why are you telling me who and who who i can and cannot date or (laughs) or 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 labeling me as transphobic because i don't want to date someone who's transgender when y'all just went through the same thing not that long ago so now you're shooting yourself in the foot like, what is what is going through your minds right now? Like the struggle, the early like, like the early like, you know, gay people, lesbian people, transgender people th- that were there early when in the movement when this all started. Like they're probably just going, no, stop, f- damn it, stop. Like, and this is why now we've have people out here labeling themselves as super straight because all that. because all that. they have they now they feel like they have and they want to be included in the lgbtqi plus like uh moniker because they feel like now they have to absolutely come out and be like i'm super straight i'm not like straight which is a little iffy i'm super straight like like you're shooting yourselves in the foot what are you doing like what are you doing i'm super super gay just so you (laughs) (laughs) i saw i saw that shit online and i was like Fuck, I, and it says, it's like pink news. It's like these assholes are posting this. And I'm like, shit, I'm one of those assholes. <laughs> and it's like, it's it like, so they're not, 
we're not assholes. Y'all are being the assholes because now you're forcing people to be like, no, I strictly only like women or I or as a girl, I strictly only like dudes. Like, don't shame me because I I don't have I a little you. like a little wishy washy type of like, ah, you know, maybe if I was drunk enough, I'd take one in the butt. Like, no. <laughs> it's a whole it's okay but here's the thing there's two parts to this and thank you ben because that happened to me this is fucking great thank oh here you. we go let's get into it popcorn time <laughs> oh my god first of all i'm on grinder right and so every once in a while i have an itch i need to have scratched so i log on one day and live my best life and i'm talking to this guy essentially there's no picture on there i'm like okay cool like probably in the closet i can get out of the self-hatred thing so we're talking, we're talking. I'm like, great, come over eight o'clock. Perfect. Can't wait to see you. <laughs> you got to leave by nine because I got homework. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, so guys, like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. So I got to tell you something. And I'm like, all right, let's have it. And I'm expecting, I'm, I'm bigger than I, my picture shows. Okay, I could take that. But no, it's, I have a vagina. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm like, what do you mean? It gets better. <laughs> I have boobs too. I'm transitioning. I won't have a penis or my boobs until I, I don't know what they were like. A few years away from having their surgery, they're in line to have their surgery. Right. And I tell this person, I go, "We've been talking for four hours. I'm like fucking super gay. I like I need a dick. Go, <laughs> Not that I, I need a like. I need a boob. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like you're on a gay dating app." Right. Like we have, yeah, we have categories like saying what we're looking for and not one says boobs. <laughs> right. Or, or vagina, like literally. <laughs> so this, this, I don't, I don't, I guess it's a guy, uh, essentially, who I guess is upset and calls me transphobic because I'm ending the conversation. I'm a little pissed. Right. I, I let this guy know you need to go to your an app or go find a safe space where you are with people who are probably going to want to play with the parts that you're going to, that you have yeah yeah fuck man <laughs> like yeah it's like yeah that's i i hate and i hate that that, the, that his immediate response i guess his yeah immediate response was you're transphobic it's like no i i know what i want so no, for guys there's a pump it's a fucking pump it's not a, a, sorry it's not a dick it's a pump they pump up and it has there's only certain limitations to this pump when you get this okay so i'm just trying to be real people have preferences and things they like and that is totally cool and we should not take that away from people in my opinion but that's that and also for women that get their stuff changed in well, a piece changed into a vagina there's only so much feeling they can give it and right. so far back it can go right <laughs> like it's not a norm it does not have the flexibility of a normal i'm sure both of you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure you guys know. So, and I think it's not fair to um, instantly label some someone such a hateful word when they have a preference. Right. Sorry, there's a child. There. That's okay. She that. can't hear. No, she can't. Okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's 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 the thing. Now is now that now I feel like a vast majority of the LGBTQ community is becoming contradictory um, to themselves, and there's very few people like you. Who are like, like, I guess the voice of, of reason in that community, like, whoa, wait, we, we, we've made these strides. We've gotten 
this far, we've done a good thing, and the stigma and the taboo and the hatred around it is 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 dwindling and becoming less and less. And what you guys are doing is just try, is is essentially just reversing everything we've worked so hard for in getting our acceptance. And now you're you're bringing us back to where people are are are, are not gonna like us anymore because now we're gonna get put in that 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 big cauldron of like, oh, you're one of those. Like with Alex when he's like, oh, you're a Christian, so you're one of those people. And it's just like you guys are hurting yourselves more than you're helping yourselves. And that's not Absolutely. like you, but just like in general, that that mm-hmm. like that group. That's 100% how I feel. Who's anybody to tell a homosexual man what his preferences should or shouldn't be? Or a heterosexual man or a heterosexual male or female or a bisexual female like what that you're completely destroying the whole purpose of the movement right you're telling people what they should and shouldn't like which was how we got into this mess in the first place right alex boost your mic volume up a little bit okay sorry yeah you got quiet it's insane to me i just i just don't understand it and i think that um recently after discovering even your guys podcast and um other people's opinions I would like to open that dialogue up because that's the whole reason I became gay Tony in the first place. Like what the name, I mean, right. gay parts I was in there, but <laughs> that's been there. But now we have a, now we have an online moniker. No, well people, yeah, people feel this way. You guys, people really do feel confused. And when they don't have a way to talk, I'm seeing that people, when I'm out in public, they feel like they have to agree with something or they stop talking completely. And which means the problem is never going to get solved. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And I'm right. not having a kid, I'm not adopting a kid and bringing them to school and have on, on first grade day of school, this teacher's going to tell them they can be a fucking girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and, not happening. And like, <laughs> God bless your parents also. I just want to mention that real quick. I don't want to derail the conversation, yeah. but God bless your parents for A, adopting a child and B, finding out that that child is homosexual and giving you the space and saying, hey, we love you. God loves you be yourself be who you are love your own individual and i and i feel like that's what's somewhat put you in a position now where you can have this freedom of saying well hey look yeah i I like guys um but i'm not out here to say like every straight white male that talks to me if they even refer to me as gay tony it's like how dare you because it's a hard time when you're trying to be politically correct as a straight white male, as are like Ben and I, who really do want everyone to be as happy as possible. That's why we started this podcast. Let's talk, let's be happy. Let's open the dialogue. Let's not fall into these narratives. And like you just said, people clam up and they get nervous because they don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to get canceled. And an individual like yourself who gives people that freedom and that that willingness to say, hey, look, you might say one thing that I might be like, hey, don't say that again. Like and it might not have even meant to be, you know, hurtful or whatever. And then that person can learn and grow and say, hey, I didn't mean it like that. Let's move on. And I promise you that I won't say those words again. But nobody does that. It it's it was just I don't know if you kept up with the with the Creighton head coach. A whole new way to block of the basketball team. I'm not I didn't, sure. but I want to hear. He used the term plantation in referring to his basketball team. Um, he said, "I can't have anybody leaving the plantation right now." 
Oh, God, I can see where this is going to go. Exactly, yeah. And he got put on administrative leave right away. We talked about this last week, so I won't bore everybody again, but I'll give you some insights. His son, when his his son played for him, who's obviously white, his best friend, his roommate, was a, a young black male. And his his son's roommate would talk about the McDermott's, the head coach, about how, like, he would invite him over for Easter or if he couldn't make it home for his birthday, whatever, I'm making up scenarios, the McDermott's would be like, hey, you're coming to our house. Like, we're going to love on you. You can't make it back home. They were almost like his second family. Now, I know his choice of words was poor, and thank God they didn't fire the poor guy. But the the definition of plantation could equal farm or ranch you know the guy is not a racist not mean black <laughs> right the guy's not a racist like, holy shit <laughs> he, he, I, the guy wasn't trying to say i can't have my slaves running off the plantation that's not like, <laughs> like he had a bad choice of words for sure but that's not the the meaning behind his words right and the thing that messes me up for all of this is and we talked about this a bunch is that cancel culture has just fucked a lot of things up for a lot of people because now they've just immediately put horrible connotations onto things that didn't need to have it in the first place like plantation seemingly innocent word normally but since we've become this so like woke ass society now that is immediately put into oh well you meant you know, that in reference to slavery. And it's like, no, it's just like, that, that was a turn of phrase for forever. And nobody seemed to have a problem with it. But now we all have a problem with that and with it, all sorts of things. It's just... It's, it's like it's, turning into this hate speech, which isn't even technically hate speech. Right, it's just ridiculous. <clears throat> and it takes, away, it takes away from real hate speech. When somebody's really being a homophobic piece of shit... That you 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 take away from that platform to where we can be like, hey, that guy just said something that is not nice, and we sh- really should go after him and say like, dude, don't say that, girl, don't say that anymore. When you muddle it all up, it's like, okay, another person with hate speech. Now we gotta sift through this one and find out, you know, whether or not we should really cancel this person or not. It's, it's all it's, just knee-jerk reactions now when nobody takes the time to stop and think and really dive into it and figure out what the meaning was behind it. Uh, I'm going to check in with chat uh, real fast. So Abby said, uh, back when we were talking um, about, you know, being gay or bi, actually this was recent, but, you know, it was based off what Tony said not too long ago. She goes, you know, she said that's why for her, um, it was really tough for her to come out as bi uh, because it's like so extreme now uh, you know you just can't be a simple thing it's like there's a community and everything which is some some people just don't care to be super into it like that um and and if you know if she doesn't want to be a part of the community uh she could get canceled or looked at as fake or something like that and then, then poison agreed with her and she's saying you know she that's why she doesn't tell people that she's by because it's it's not a big deal and it's not something that defines her as a person it's just her preference um and then uh, if I butcher your name, I am so Good sorry. But Shimmera Zeus, we're just going to go with that. A new uh, person here. We appreciate that. Yeah, person appreciate you stopping in. Um, you know, that's why, uh, uh, it, you know, that's why they think it's important not to shy away even having these kind of encounters. Not all trans people are like this, and they don't feel that to have their, you know, they, they need to have their own community specifically. You know, we as LGBTQ plus people need to learn to dialogue with each other and not push us elsewhere when it's too uncomfortable, which is true. 
That's very true. It's like everybody, you know, I'm not trying to say that we all need to be like this super soft, like all inclusive community, blah, blah, blah. But we don't need to be um, so standoffish when someone doesn't, you know, fit the mold that we that a certain community has put in in their minds of how somebody needs to be. And it can be LGBTQ, it can be anything, really. Agreed. So, I'm asking Kimura <clears throat> Zeus to give me some sort of way for me to identify them. I don't, they don't have to put their name if they don't want to. I just, oh, Jesus, what's up, dude? He's a, he's another one of, uh, I went to high school with Jesus. Oh, um, awesome. And uh, he is a homosexual as well. And, uh, yeah, good company. Tony, <laughs> a prospect for you. Yeah, I'm in company. <laughs> um, Alex, I wanted to let you, you never know. Information. You talked about my family for a second. I wanted to tell you something that will lead to, I think, another conversation. Perfect. And of course, as soon as he gets You're talking about it, it, it stopped. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're gonna have to. We have to have him run it back. I know. Cut yeah, yeah run cut it off. run it run it back tony run it back there's an issue in america of white people adopting african-american children <laughs> and they are met with a million walls <laughs> because the the court systems um specifically don't believe that they are adequate to, to raise a white person a black child because they're white which in and of itself is a race thing right. <laughs> like so, so that's, that's... A later that's the opinion of the court system? That's like a real opinion of the court it's system? It's a real, real, very real issue. <laughs> I was sold so, over five years. It's bad. It's that's bad. so wild that the courts are just like, you know, that steeped in it. Like, oh, you want to be a white person, you know, adopting, uh, you know, a black a black child? Like, nah, that's not, you can't do that. It's like, why? I, You know, I could give them a good life. Who, who cares what, you know, if they don't basically grow up into the image that you have said of what a black person in America is supposed to look like, sound like, or act like? Like, who the fuck cares? Like, we, and it's what blows my mind is when, when white Americans travel to different countries. Yep. And they hear black people in other countries talk, and they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And it's like, you know, and and even here, not all black people are thugs. And they don't all have to talk a certain way, act a certain way. They don't all have to like rap music or, you know, whatever. I know plenty of, um, of black people that are like super into, you know, anime or Star Wars or any other type of that nerdy ass shit. They don't, and I say nerdy ass shit in the most heartfelt way because I am also into that. Um, but like, you know, they, and they, they don't, they don't, um, they don't, you know, they don't, uh, you know, some of them don't like rap music, and that's fine. Everybody has their own preferences of what they like. Stop trying to squeeze people into these molds of what you think a person is supposed to look, act, or sound like. Well, that 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 falls into a line of thinking. I was watching this documentary on this Hispanic kid the other day um, who his parents treated him worse than a dog and ended up basically abusing him to death. I don't want to go into the details, but... It, it's Netflix. really sad. It's it's on Netflix. You can go watch it. Um, I wish I could remember the little kid's name. I think it's like Jacob Gutierrez or something like that. Um, really, really horrible, sad story about how the court system, the state, everybody failed him. But at one point in time when he was a baby, 
he was with his uncle who happens to be homosexual and has a homosexual partner. I'm not going to tear up talking about this, I promise. Um, but he was with them and his mom and that mother's boyfriend, basically the incentive was to collect more money from the state each month by claiming him as a dependent. And they went to the court and their reason to get their son back was because he was with two homosexual individuals and it was in the eyes of the court that it's better for the child to be with his mom who literally abused him to death they ended up beating this child to death he had a like a six by six box like a filing cabinet that they used to lock this kid in for days god he slept in there and the other siblings would sneak to feed him food they would sneak in there and bring scraps from the dinner table so they could feed this kid because they were worried about him. And all the court had to do was let this child stay with the homosexual couple uncle that was raising him. And he would have had a happy, loving, absolutely amazing child's dream to live in, to grow up in. But the court took the position that he was better with his mom who ended up abusing him to death than he was with the homosexual couple. And that's and like, sucks, that, man. like I get chills talking about it. Cause that's, that's why we do this. And it's like stories like that, that, that drive us to this point where we're all sitting around looking at each other, black, white, homosexual, trans, whatever. And we're like, we have to be better guys. Like we have to be better. We have to be adults and be able to, live with each other and realize that there's not these harsh rugged boxes that we put people in we just have to have some common sense and do what's right for people exactly and metters brings up a good point he's like the notion that it's that it's worse for a child to be adopted by parents of a different race than to be adopted at all is the epitome of what is wrong with our system i agree and that's and and it's very, very, it's very commonly happens uh, yeah it's and it sucks. And I, I hope that we've kind of, uh, at least the system is broken out of the, the, the mold of, of, oh, it's not good for a child to be in a, in a, um, you know, adopted by a homosexual couple or whatever, because that'll mold them in such a way um, that either we don't like based off the court's personal beliefs or preferences, um, rather than being like, or these people will give this child the the best shot at life and, and a good example of what a healthy relationship looks like, whether it's a gay relationship or not. And at that, you know, and the kid, when they become old enough, can make up their own damn mind about what, you know, what their preference or their orientation is based off whatever their biology, biological makeup is and their chemical makeup is in their brain. Absolutely. I think that from my experience, what I've seen with that is um it's gotten better as far as if you're homosexual if you're a privatized adoption company that's religious which you know honestly they're allowed to have their beliefs so if you yeah. are i mean that's america though i'm mean, seriously though like i'm not one to be a hater if that's your belief system then i'm i can't really argue with that you are entitled to your beliefs right um that's why we like living in this country but um so it's not as bad i think the aspect that they told my parents was which i think is still current is the cultural aspect <laughs> yeah I think that might be a topic for later on, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's like goes back a little bit to what I was saying, where they try and pigeonhole people into how they're supposed they what they their vision of how people are supposed to look and act in a certain way based off 
skin color, which it, it would just be the, the most ideal thing ever if we could just take that aspect out and look at everything objectively and be like, will this kid have a good life? Absolutely. I completely fucking agree. Well, I've, I've seen a lot lately also on, uh, and this is no slander towards the black community, <coughs> excuse me, um, about like calling people within their own community if they act too white. You know, like the, the Uncle Tom has always been the, you know, like for the house and word, you know, has been, and that's kind of making a resurgence. I don't even want to say the term. I don't want to use, I'll spell it out, C-O-O-N, you know, mm -hmm. within their own community describing African-Americans like who aren't quote unquote black enough. Like, well, what? what like, yeah, like, what does that mean to be, to be to be black enough like and i hate that and i this is good that you brought that up alex because i want to talk about this stuff too in regards yes. to to what happened in atlanta recently and just a lot of videos that i've seen recently of how people within the black community are treating each other it's it's like you know they have the you know your black lives ladder ladder black lives matter movement you know, alex and i have you know talked about before and just for those of you that are new or whatever it's it's you know we agree with that statement as a whole but not the the, the principles of the the people that founded like that organization no dude i don't think black lives matter at all in fact i don't even know why tony's here right now <laughs> <laughs> but but uh <laughs> god bless it um but it, it's 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 like you know you're pushing for that that racial equality and that's that's great that's that's awesome but you know at the same time while you're pushing for yours don't forget the plight of the other marginalized races that you know live and reside in America as well. And at the same time, don't come at people within your own community who might not share your viewpoint to a T or whatever, or 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 bring an objective opinion um, to the matter at hand. Because you know that that objective opinion is coming from somebody that lives and resides in your community, and they have a different way of looking at things like they can realize that yes this is a problem but also you know here's a more constructive way to do it instead of just being aggro and violent for example all the time about it and so it's it's the same type of thing you end up shooting yourself in the foot by bickering amongst yourselves in your own community about the issue at hand that's extremely true and there's a lot of facts that people about this country is missing is missing about this black lives matter movement and about um, the black community as a whole, which is extremely sad. And I think that I want you to know that I have been shunned um, recently now by the obviously LGBT community and liberals, but I've also been shunned in my whole life by African-Americans. It's a huge issue. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I mean, I don't dive, it's dive, not dive deeper into that. How have you been shunned by the black community? I want to, I want more details on that. You're going to love this. <laughs> I'm going to love it. Yeah, no, let's I get into it. I, I, I'm sure to love the I've seen some of it on Facebook, so I'm I'm kind of teeing you up here because I, I know a little bit, but I want more details on that. Okay, so um, I primarily have been very celebrated my whole life for being who I was, black and gay. And um, my mom moved to Omaha in 2006. She moved the whole family. She wanted me to be involved in any gangs, which I don't know why it would happen. <laughs> but um, she moved to Omaha, and it was my first time. <laughs> it was. I know, it's so funny. She moved all her... And I have white siblings. They're all her kids. And she, I'm like the favorite child. She moved all of them <laughs> She goes, Tony will not be in gangs. He will not be a singer. Yeah. And you're like, mom, so do, you, wanted, do you know me? Like, yeah. 
That's Tony <laughs> joining the gang. It's, it's so great. <laughs> anyway, so I, she wanted me to be involved in the healthy part of African American culture, which was a lot for me. So I go to this school, Burke High School, which, whatever. But the first day, my first time ever really truly meeting a black peer of my age group was that. Um, and by and by sixth period, I had to leave school. Just so you know, <laughs> my dad had picked me up. Oh no. Um. So I, yeah, I was bad. <laughs> So in my first class, um, this girl asked me, the African-American girl turns around and she says, why you talk like that? This first period. I, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, she knows I'm fucking gay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that is not why she asked me that question. She asked me and she explained it herself. She goes, why do you talk so white? Mm. I didn't know that was a thing. So this white girl gets, out of, gets up and turns around and says, you need to leave him alone. He doesn't understand what you're saying to him because I don't know Ebonics. Leave him alone. This continues each class period. Someone asks me a new question, all with the frame of I am white. And I'm sitting here and I can't figure out what the fuck this means. I'm, I'm like looking at I'm I was looking about to say, my, you're sitting there doing this like. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So by, by sixth period, this African-American man says, you know, I, I, I go, I don't know why I talk this way. What are you talking about? And this little white cheerleader turns around and she, and she goes, you better leave him the fuck alone. And that black guy is like, I'm going to jump him after school. I have never heard this term before. <laughs> so I want to leave. <laughs> and I do leave. And this white girl, small than his black guy, is like, I'm going to beat your ass after school with my pom-poms and everything. <laughs> Let's go, girl. Yas queen. <laughs> so, and I'm scared for her. So I, I leave school. But this continues through like less, the rest of my high school experience. Damn. Um, when I came, when I came out, white people celebrated me. We learned together about this whole gay shit. It was it was great. But the black community, fun fact actually, which still pertains to today, is very is the highest um, race that rejects this my culture. L- gay, gay gay people, black people are the most to reject them. Out of Hispanics, Asian, out of white people, no one talks about this except for there was one actor that did. That's so you could see why during the Black Lives Matter movement, why I was very hesitant mm-hmm. to say, yeah. supporting this, this culture that did not like me. Right. <laughs> Thank that you. Is, that is so... That's Yeah, I think that's the first that I've like really ever heard of it being, you know, like the, the black community just shuns people of their own culture and community that come out as gay. They're just like, mm, not... And, it, and it's, it's highly met with violence more so than any other cultures. Wow. Say if you're gay and you're white and your family doesn't accept you, they'll kick you out. Like, that's not good, but we'll fix it. But violence. <laughs> yeah, that's a little I harder to... And these are facts that are important that no one talks about. I also I like, would like to say, there was a status I posted, I think Alex saw it, about the police thing. So um, some more information is two weeks prior to this, um, the George Floyd incident, I had actually had someone over online and they woke up in the morning and punched me took my money and left. (laughs) I feel like I I remember Alex talking about that. It was insane. (laughs) So I, as I normally did, called the police. I have been attacked before in North Omaha, which is primary African-American when I was a social worker. And I've, it's never gotten really bad because each time the police have stepped in or been there and it has been amazing. Now, mind you, as Alex knows, I'm gay as fuck. I got shawls. I got like, I'm fucking gay. <laughs> and not once it has my experience with the police officers been bad. Right. It's been over. It's been amazing. I think actually it helped me more than they're helping everyone else. <laughs> 
And so I leave this comment online and I met with all this rage and anger from honestly liberals and African-Americans. Anyone that was on my Facebook that was black, as Alex saw before, was, is, tells me, puts me in a box. Tony, why are you saying this? You're a black you know, American. Like you can't like the police. Yeah. You're supposed to be of the, the mindset that, you know, <laughs> ACAB and like, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, well, wait. Yes. And the, and the narrative that's being spread right now, you guys, is actually really detrimental to society. It's not that let's talk about how the cops we're hiring that are bad. It's that let's defund the police. Right. Police are bad. This is not, not, not a good narrative at all. No, and it's not, and I hate it. And there's a lot of people that like display that ACAB all over their social media and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, like we said, you now you've pigeonholed the police, even the good ones, into a uh, a, a box that's not helpful and it makes their job even harder when you know they're for the most part the majority of police are out there helping people every day but now it's further propagating the fact that you know you know people are scared to come up to the police now for no reason so now somebody that could be in trouble a child or something hearing all of this goes oh a police officer wait they're all bad they're not going to help me now what do you do very true. And I've already seen it happen personally myself. There was also a West Road shooting too. It, it affects the police officers too, honestly. There was a shooting on, Alex may have seen this too, I don't know, um, or you Ben, but at West Road's Mall in Omaha, and the police officer got shot in the face four times. Oh my gosh. By an African-American man stealing a shirt from the fucking mall. <laughs> yes. And the news article doesn't feature any color in this at all. Um, whereas if a white man shoots up black police officer, that's the top of the fucking headline. Right. I also would like people to acknowledge that um, the officer stated, I was very afraid to use my gun because of what's been going on. I'm not trying to, I just was trying to do my job and he's now in the fucking hospital that badly injured. Thank God. He's, injured. He, he's, no, he's most likely going to survive. Thank God. Well, I'm glad but, to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. This well, is an issue. Tony, that's one of the ones that I was referring to earlier. Tony posted on his Facebook something to the effect of, I'll, I'll paraphrase, you know, white male officer is in the hospital. I, I, it was two, I think he fired four shots and actually struck him twice in the head. Um, and, you know, there's no riots, there's no signs, there's no posters, there's no nothing, where if the roles were reversed white officer shoots black man for trying to steal shirt from the mall it would be insane it'd be pandemonium people be in the streets you know calling for justice which when tony posts this he's now the thing that cracks me up the most is all the white people all the white all the white people dude that that just roll in as like Tony is a black man. You should be more of a proponent for the black community. Like, this is the thing that bothers me the most, you're, dude. Is you're, what are you talking about? Is, like, are you fucking psycho? <laughs> at the risk, and those are silence me. At the <laughs> risk of pigeonholing people myself, white liberals, especially Karens, are the worst at being offended for other people. And it's like, stay in your lane, bitch. I, like really no, just like stay in your lane like if he's not offended by it and is actually you know and has his own opinion on it leave him the fuck alone you don't need to be out here white knighting 
for every Tom, Dick, and Harry that you think doesn't match up with your liberal viewpoint. People have differences. It's fine. If that is a gay black man, Tony wants to support an officer that got shot for no for just trying to do his job because some scumbag's trying to steal a fucking shirt, he can put that out there. And you don't need to fucking hate him for it and try and pitch in a whole Tony in a, in, a, in, a, in a liberal circle of like, we all as liberals hate the police, defund them all. Like, first of all, you're stupid. Second of all, shut up. And, yep. and how racist is it for you as a white person to tell a black person how they should feel about the black community? Like, you have no idea. You have no idea, so shut up. Don't- Or even black gay man. This guy silenced me, his Jordan. He messaged me privately and goes, you need to stop posting these things. Get exposed, And I'm Jordan. like, you His Jordan, Jordan McEwen. He's on there, he's always telling me what to do. Yeah, fuck you, I'll Jordan. call him, I'll go fuck. Fuck you, Jordan. Like, Jordan. We're you need to stop posting you. these things. <laughs> yeah, well, like, fuck, man. I'm like, Jordan, you're literally doing the opposite of what your massive liberal views are by silencing me. Right, and that's, a, that's another <laughs> and, thing. It's so wild is that the liberals end up shooting themselves in the foot, too. They're like, oh, we're so progressive and so accepting. But also, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> and, what? You brought it up earlier, Tony. Here's what we all want, okay? Let's just all sit down and talk about it. We all want people to be happy. We don't want people yes. to be judged based on the color of their skin or who they're attracted to. Cool. We're all on the same page. We don't want black people to get shot because they're black. We don't want officers to get shot because they're trying to do their job and they're afraid to use their firearm. So yep. can we all just sit down and put away these crazy narratives in this wokeness and just sit down and say, hey, we all just want what's best for each other. So let's stop screaming at each other and telling each other how to live and sit down and say, you do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. I'll believe what I want to believe. And uh, hey, after I get done with work today, we'll grab a beer and some dinner and be friends. Yep. And it's not I that wish, difficult. I wish there was an opportunity too to talk about like how to truly make things better. So like when the George Floyd thing happened, it, it comes down to systemic racism, which I understand. I've tried to research this and there's a lot of fake news out there. I get that. But I want you guys to know that I also tried to do a paper a while ago, a few years ago about this. I'm not saying that black lives don't matter as far as the police brutality, that is definitely an issue. But another fun fact is the fastest way that my people are dying, they don't even like me, is from them killing themselves. Mm -hmm. No one talks about this as an issue. We are dying remarkably fast in any mathematical equation of a white person killing a police officer and it is never talked about. I did a huge paper in school and the white teacher, it was a primary black, black class in North Omaha for social work. He says, Tony, I can't let you read this last paragraph in class, literally. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> he said, everyone's gonna get angry at you. Okay, and fine. I said, I'm trying to understand. What was the last Why paragraph? It was basically, it tried, I tried to go into a solution and the solution that I came up with, which I can tell everyone about all these, I have a bullet point presentation, but the solution is, these problems are starting in our community and they start at home. So we are actually the biggest, we need to be the solution. There is nothing, any of you guys, any white people, any um, Asian, you guys can't do anything. It is starting with us. <laughs> I, it is actually 100% starting in our community. You know, and I, <laughs> I believe it and I hear it and I've probably tried to say it at some point, but uh, you know, it, it does. It starts in the home and you know, that's, that's where, you know, that's, that's where the focus needs to be. Well, and we've, we've talked in the past, 
back in the background. Sorry, Tony's freezing again. I was trying to get that one. Unused each year. Does anyone know that? So it's not like black people are being held down and cannot go to fucking college here. They're unused, you guys. They're unused. Scholar, you were you were frozen there for a second. I'm guessing oh, your scholarship. Scholarships. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what I was assuming. Uh, there's also that video of that Milwaukee uh, police chief who um, he's in the hospital and he got to the hospital late because a, a white officer shot a black man and uh he was he was being ridiculed for checking his phone at a press conference and the reason why he was checking his phone was because there was a five-year-old girl african-american girl who was shot in the head and killed sitting at her dinner table that evening and he was getting updates it was a drive-by on that girl who had been shot and killed in a drive-by innocent five-year-old girl and he was like you know that's why i was checking my phone like that's what we're dealing with while you guys sit around here and play race wars, which again, no one wants black individuals to be killed solely because they're black by the police department. And it seems like that's played a large role in the police department in the past to where African-Americans are profiled. We've talked about uh, Elijah, um, what's his last name? The autistic kid. Oh yeah, the uh, from Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, yep. completely senseless, stupid, clearly profiled as a black young American and was treated more aggressively because of the color of his skin. Nobody likes that. But we also need to put that same energy into making sure that we set the black community up to be able to be successful and that we don't put these kids into a situation where they either have to join a gang and to make money or to just become nothing and work three or four jobs just to try to pay the rent in their apartment building. Like yep. there has to be an in-between in there. We all right. see the room for improvement, but the more we sit around and blame white versus black versus the real issues at hand, the more we just kick the can down the road and the same shit's going to keep happening. We're not solving anything. I, right. I'm hearing tons of fucking complaints, but no solutions. No solutions. You're exactly Constantly. right. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, even moving forward, like I know white versus black has become just a big, you know, media talking point and everything right now. But also, you know, we don't need to forget about, there's a lot, and we saw recently a lot of Asian American hate now too, yeah. because of how the mainstream media portrayed you know, coronavirus coming about and everything like that. And so then we, we run into instances like we had just this past week down in Atlanta. I, I think it was Atlanta. I really hope that I'm not, you know, off base in that where this white dude goes and shoots up a, a nail salon or a spa or something like that and injures eight and kills six, all Asian American women. And then for him to come out and say, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't based on race. It was because I was, I'm, I'm a sex addict. I don't know one fucking sex addict that goes and shoots a place up because he can't get a nut. All right. Like that's not, that's not what like that doesn't happen. So this was 100% based on your accidents racially charged for some reason or another. And now you're trying to wiggle it out. And what, what sucks is, is I've seen a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but I've seen a couple of videos of, 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 uh, you know, African-Americans essentially diminishing the the plight of the asian americans you're right now as well instead of grouping together and going hey we're in this together you know there is systemic racism and it's not just us it's it's all marginalized groups um in the united states one thing that really like 
bothered me um, was, you know, Jeremy Lin, uh, he's an NBA uh, player. He's been really vocal about it as well. And some old head, I really hope that I don't get in trouble for saying that. Um, <laughs> some, some, uh, you know, other uh, you know, African-American basketball player who played, I think, back in like the early 2000s or 90s. And this is going back like two or three years ago. This isn't even. No, recent. this one was recent. About the dread thing. Was it? Oh, was that two? Was that a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, it was. It was a couple years ago. Anyway, well, yeah, either way, that got swept yeah. under the rug under the rug too. But he, you know, he made comments about you know Jeremy Lin like wearing dreads and like appropriating culture or whatever, like that. And and you know Jeremy was like, no, that's not what's happening. It's like it's it, you know we're like kind of all in this together type deal. And that dude was just you know like, nah, you don't have it as bad as us. And it's like, well, you know, maybe it's not as bad, but it's still not great. That comment and, shouldn't even be made. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know how those comments are even being made. It's just, there's a lot, there's actually, like, there's a lot, I've seen it a lot recently. It sucks. There's a lot of, like, there's been a lot of attacks against Asian American people. Like, there's been just Asian Americans walking down the street getting, like, pushed into the ground. Um, you know, the shooting that happened, a lot of, you know, hurtful and racist comments being made. And it's not just white people that are doing it. Well, it's, it's the all culture. It's it's the battle for the wokeness, right? It's right. the battle for who's the most oppressed. And our culture is insanely good these days about suffering well. Like we like being sad for some reason. We like feeling like we're oppressed and that why we're in the position that we're in isn't our fault america right? is really good about not taking personal responsibility they always want to america has become very good at pushing the blame onto somebody else and blaming somebody else for the predicament that you're in and not taking personal stock and personal accountability for how you got to the situation that you're in right now you just want to go this situation sucks and it's that dude's fault and it's not just one people white people do it Black people do it. Asian people do it. Like, everybody does it. When there's there's a very clear attack on Asian America right now, largely because of the narrative around where the virus came from and how it started, and Trump gets up there and calls it the fucking China virus and shit, and people have a direct correlation. But let's not sit and say, well, the Asians don't have as hard of a time as a young black American or young black Americans don't have as hard of enough time in America right now because Asians are being, you know, persecuted. Let's sit and say, okay, there's problems. We need to fix them. And how do we fix them? And where do we go from here? Yeah, there's never, yeah, like Tony said, like we've said before, there's never any solutions presented. It's always like one problem after another and nobody's really working to fix it. Everybody's just kind of yelling loudly and like that's about it. Poor me, poor me. Constantly. Yep. Poor me, poor me. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna I didn't take a minute because chat has been popping off. Yeah, I'm gonna grab and, another uh, beer real quick. We're going a little bit over an hour, which is fantastic. That's, that's we fine. can go we as usually, long as yeah. we want. We've been kinda running um, I just didn't bring in I didn't bring enough beers no, up to my you're office, good. We've so been kinda running run typically now at about like an hour and a half, so we're doing just fine. So I'm gonna go all the way back to uh Shimro Zeus and I'm sorry, I know you put your name up there earlier. Let me find if I uh oh Jesus. So we're really, I was close enough. Um, so this is going back to how, uh, Tony, to what you were talking about, where, um, gay people in the black community are shunned all the time and, and typically with violence. So he says, 
he he commented and said to be fair it happens a lot in the hispanic community as well um but simply not in america but being hispanic himself and being raised in a hispanic household derogatory terminology towards lgbtq plus people is super predominant also in mexico the macho man uh ideal still exists so being gay is not exactly acceptable within families or religion um because mexico as itself is predominantly catholic um yes. Uh, I mean, the Vatican still makes it well known. Gays are not okay, and that's the Vatican yeah, itself. Sure. I know Pope Francis is working very hard, and I would say diligently to to try and change that narrative, um, which is why I like Pope Francis a lot. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, not not saying it or discrediting anything you said, but you know, uh, Jesus wanted to point out as well that you know that still happens um, within other communities as well, but I you know, not 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 maybe not to the degree. Um, I am I am glad that Jesus made that comment because I was going to speak earlier about the Hispanic community um, that that boy that I was referencing earlier um, where his parents basically abused him to death. Um, he was a Hispanic boy in a Hispanic family. And one of the comments that his uh, mom's boyfriend made consistently and called him a few times while he was literally beating him to death. Uh, was a, a gay comment about they call him the gay boy like because he was softer spoken he was more emotional caring loving um, there was definitely a stigma of homosexuality within this young child which is so fucking sick and horrible to think about that while he was getting beating to death that his mother's boyfriend was calling him gay boy um, like it's just so <laughs> horrible to think about but it is a problem with within each community and each ethnicity this stigma of either homosexuality or this softness um it it, it exists within every community i'm not hispanic i grew up around a lot of hispanic people i will forever identify myself some sort of um tie to the hispanic community but i'm really glad that he said that because it's it's shocking the the stigmas that are out there because it's the you're not black enough or you're not macho enough to be a hispanic boy or whatever it's it's sad it is it's sad bad. uh one of the other comments i wanted to bring light to was uh squash my brother he said woke culture has definitely gone backwards he saw a post recently online how uh, how only chinese and asian people should use chopsticks so that chopstick use should be relegated only to people of Asian descent or the Asian persuasion, um, which is dumb because I love using chopsticks to eat my sushi and other traditional like <laughs> Chinese foods when I go out. It's not cultural appropriation to do that. It's I, I feel it's it's more of respecting the culture that you're participating in and how they do things. It's it's a I feel like it's a respect factor, not a I'm trying to be this culture you would as a white male like to appropriate the asian culture by using chopsticks you 100 racist asshole 100 i knew you were a racist yep ben. deep I down i always knew it um, i always knew it <laughs> so i think that's sad i know that yeah, they're doing it's, that it's, it's it's very sad it's really dumb um jesus also uh, commented really um uh, recently uh, that the uh, Hispanic community has that problem too. There's a lot of self-sabotaging within their own community. Uh, Mexicans do well in America, uh, become so Americanized that they in turn go against the Mexican folks uh, that are also trying to you know make it into the country and make a life for themselves here. 
Um, and that's why a portion of Hispanics were Trump supporters. Uh, it's shocking to see how many how many were Trump supporters, even within his own family. Um, but that's because Mexicans tend to keep each other down. Coke, uh, Justice Coke. Um, Welcome back, Coke. Justice. Welcome back. Uh, he got turned down for a um, a raise in a management position one time uh, because he was white, and it would put off the quote-unquote wrong message if they promoted a white person over a Hispanic individual. And we South Texas, where I grew up, um, which is you know ninety-eight percent Hispanic community, and it's like <laughs> that's. Guys, that's we, so fucking racist. It, like, no, it is, and it, we, we've talked about it before. Crazy. How affirmative action is not as helpful as people would think it is. Spike Cohen talked Candace about Owen. that. Oh, dude, Candace I love. Owen. I love. She, she talked about it. I don't. I don't always like her, but I do believe about that. That affirmative action. She talked about it. Do I want someone who's going to lead the team best, or do I want to hire them because they're black and we need to meet this quota, and they're going to run my business to the fucking ground? Right. And arguing with this black guy about it, and. If you're not qualified for the job and you don't, and I don't know what you want, what you want me to do, hire them just because they are the color of their, that is racism. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've had that same mindset too, because there was a huge billboard in Kansas city, downtown Kansas city that said, sometimes the best candidate isn't always the most qualified candidate or something to that degree, that, that, uh, you know, that shit narrative. narrative, Yeah. Thank you. Um, and they had a picture of a, of an African-American girl on there and I was just like, that's so backwards. The right pick for a position, any position, no matter what, is always the best candidate, and no matter what skin color they are, it yep. it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if their credentials and their their things that they've done throughout their schooling or their life make them the best fit for that job. Then hire them and leave race out of it. That's what we want. We want we want race to be left out of it. We want you to pick the best person. Just look at people, like we've said before so many times, just look at people as people, not what that person's wrapped in, what their packaging is. Completely agree. <laughs> yeah. crazy. There would be a, board, a billboard of that in camp. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's no, hilarious. Kansas City likes to try and be this kind of like little beacon of of wokeness and shit in, in the Midwest, which, I mean, whatever. I love, I loved Kansas city. I still do, but there's, there's things that I'm just like, why? And I oh, should clarify also before somebody clips me out saying, I love Candace Owens. Uh, I love Ca Candace Owens passion. I'll say that much. Like, and then it's, it's, it's the same idea when, white liberals try to attack candace owens as a black female in the community it's like who the fuck are you to tell a black female how to be a black female as a white individual like that's so <laughs> fucking crazy it's so dumb <laughs> let let them be people let them have their own ideas it's okay and you can disagree that's fine but the amount of black people that hate Candace Owens is a lot. And I just don't understand. <laughs> like, like, listen, I don't love a lot of, oh, uh, who's one that I, I don't like Mitch McConnell and he's a Republican um, white dude. I don't hate him because he's an old Republican white dude. I happen to be more Republican than anything, but I don't hate him because he's an old 
Republican white dude. I don't like him because I think he's fucking a lunatic and he plays politics with real issues that will help American people. And I don't like that. It doesn't hate, matter what I, your skin color is. It doesn't matter what you identify as. Right. I just don't like you. And he's... Jesus makes the same kind of point. He goes, it's the same reason that he told his friends who asked if he would vote for Pete Buttigieg um, for president. It's um, based solely on the fact that Pete is gay. He's And Jesus was like, I'm going to vote for him if he's the right candidate, not just because he's gay. Great example. Great example. It'd be the same thing as if uh, Tony and Jesus, this is a perfect example, as homosexuals in America were like, well, you're going to vote for the gay president, right? Like, well, maybe, maybe if he's the the right choice, it'd be like coming to me and saying like, Hey, you're going to vote for that ginger candidate. Right. Cause you're a ginger. Like, well, (laughs) no, not necessarily like, see, we can be the best guy or girl. Then yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But just cause I was born with fucking red hair doesn't mean I'm going to vote for the redheaded candidate. Like that's insane. It's so dumb. Yeah. Very. I, I think if we want to make a change, then these kind of conversations, even the ones we're having, need to be even more well accessed to other people. Yeah, that's like my. I just want to throw that idea out there. Yeah, no, and that's again, that's that's uh, a big part of the reason Alex and I started this and continue to do it is because we want to get this type of forum and 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 uh, uh, space out there for people to to have these conversations and get others is why we do it live. So we have people come in and we can talk to them. And then this is why I post it on YouTube later so that, you know, we can then engage with an audience that perhaps doesn't want to come in and see it live. And Tony's Tony's trying to start his own podcast right now. So by the time we have him on again, he'll be able to have his own podcast and we'll be able to plug that. So that's something. This is super cool. (laughs) I'm all about this. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of therapeutic for me, guys. It's been really helpful. Like, good. I, I feel way better once I'm done. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. And it's so nice to have someone. We talk all the time on this podcast about not wanting to live in an echo chamber where we just have people that come on that agree with us and that we just sit here and we say the same things all the time. And even though you're saying a lot of the same sentiments that we've echoed in the past, to have someone that doesn't look like us, that's not attracted to females, you know, those little things that where typically when you speak out or not even speak out, but you disagree with a person that doesn't look like you and identify like you and you say, hey, I don't necessarily agree with that. And they fire right back. Well, you must be homophobic or you must be racist it's like well no that's not that's not what i'm trying to say here i'm just trying to say i don't agree with you and it's nice and those to are pretty have... big insults yeah <laughs> those are, no, they are so i'm saying you're I know. racist yeah i know that's a very hateful thing to say and um i have a really good example um i work at an apartment complex and i lease to people and there's like 400 some units we have this old gay man who's my neighbor and he, we have another neighbor of a couple black people and they're younger. And this white, and this white neighbor of mine, he's upset with this, this black couple essentially. They are smoking weed, honestly, I know they're smoking weed. You can do whatever you wanna do, but he's an older person from a different time. Right. And the, the, uh, my supervisors have, have labeled him racist. Mm. <laughs> mm. Now mind you, this, this white guy brings me food for shoveling his driveway. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm super like, you racist, guys, dude, super I'm like, racist. I think he just, yes, I'm like, I think he's just frustrated. And they're like, no, he's racist. Like, no. And they're like, well, themselves. I'm like, can you please stop calling him racist? He's really not racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Tony. Then I was like, no, Tony, the black man, you're wrong. You're Us so wrong. No, he's I was like, racist. It was, it was, it's, it, that stuff hurts my feelings. Yeah. Because here he's been labeled this hateful person. And I think he's just, one, he's confused because they are doing a lot of drugs. But two, he's just <laughs> frustrated um, by his neighbors. And you're giving him this label now of a hateful person. And that's so fucked up. Yeah, my man just doesn't want to live next to people that he doesn't want to smell the gas all the time. <laughs> yes! Yeah. <laughs> How can you get all the way to racist? <laughs> right? Like, he just wants to, like, he could give a fuck less. I bet you if it was white people next door smoking weed all the time, he'd be like, can you stop? Yes. And what's funny is the neighbors before that were white, and he had the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. <laughs> I'm just, my, my mind is blown. And I go home and I'm just like, where, where what country do I live in? Right, right. Um, going back to our comments about having this space where we talk about things, Squat, yes. my brother goes, am I hearing that we shop this around to radio stations? Tony's I'd be here for it. I'd be Tony's here for it. We'll shop this one and we'll shop Tony's <laughs> as well. Let's fucking get it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people will listen to, will listen to my stuff. I just didn't really know how this all worked. So next week yeah. will be really exciting. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I got a lot of and then on a completely unrena- unrelated note, Arkansas just won their round two game. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I support this. I don't know who they are, but okay. <laughs> March Madness. Over. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Basketball. Yay, ball. Sports ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, back, back to that topic. I talked about this a little bit. I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, but my girlfriend got told by a white colleague she was singing a song a rap song rapping it and happened to say n-i-g-g-a while uh the song was being played and her white friend was like you can't say that she was like oh my god i'm really sorry like i didn't necessarily mean to say that word and she's like you can't say that for the black community i'm like again i Apparently, you can't say that you're not a racist now because you have black friends. But in my mind, I'm like, well, if I have black friends, I'm clearly not a racist, right? Like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, if I was racist, I would not be sitting here talking to Tony. I wouldn't have other black friends. Like, Apparently, that's not justification now. Uh, But I'm like, if I surveyed all of the black friends that I had and said, do you have a problem with my girlfriend singing a song that includes the word N-I-G-G-A while she's singing a part of the song, I really don't feel like any of them would be like, Ugh, I can't believe you'd say that word. Like, I'm so offended. Like, they don't give a shit, dude. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. I don't understand what's, what's even wrong with saying that if you are. If, I don't, I don't know. This I mean, sounds so, like a hot take. A- Hold on. Let's go. It is. <laughs> because there was for several years, I think I have not looked up this current year's music studies, but for years, the primarily the premier primary premier buyers of African American rap music was white people. It was not be, the, the highest amount of money paid for these songs that say this word are white people. <laughs> and I'm not understanding if these songs are made and they're using including this racial word essentially, why the people who are paying for it can't say this word in this song. 
not even in a hateful manner. They're just singing along I, to the song that they vibing with and they paid for. I don't know if I'm alone for feeling that way, but I feel sometimes like I'm alone for feeling that way. It just it's, doesn't make sense. It's an interesting take that I've I've not heard before, honestly. And uh, I'm not... I mean, uh, pff, God damn, as a straight white man, at the risk of sounding racist, I guess, I'm not, like... I, I don't see anything wrong with that statement. I love you. I agree. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't... Like... In, in that context, you paid for the music and you're singing along to something that you enjoy. But yes, it, it says a word that the majority of society has deemed that is racist and not cool, but... I've, I've likened it to using the word fairy, which is I think is very appropriate for having our conversation with Tony. If I'm singing a song about fairies, mythical creatures that fly around with wings and sprinkle their dust, Tinkerbell type shit, like whatever. Like, obviously, I am not trying to be hateful. But if I would sit here and I'm not even going to use the word in context and say that same word and say, Tony, you're effing that same word, that would be extremely hateful. And yeah. I should catch all of the backlash for saying something so hateful as that word but just because you say the word doesn't make you the same person whether you're talking about tinkerbell or you're you you're slandering a homosexual person like it, it it's a completely different context yeah, it and shouldn't there's... have the same the same meaning or carry the same weight there's just no way that it should it's the thing we've gotten away from in society is the context around thing how what th when things are said and what the meaning behind it is it's all knee-jerk reactions immediately based off what the word is or what the phrase was and then immediately going nope you're wrong like Mrr. breaking up a little bit again yeah He's talking. I can see him talking. I know. It's that Fisher-Price internet. I know. I was going to make a racial joke, but I won't because he can't I hear me. <laughs> yeah, you cut out. I know. I did. You're getting into it again. It's really every time yeah, you get ready to I get know. into it, like the <laughs> society, the, the powers that be are like, no. <laughs> you're back. Yeah, you're I back know. now. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I just think that we as a society need to work on listening again because that's a huge issue. And ignoring what someone's saying and only picking out one word just means that we're kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Like, I mean, context is almost part of everything. Like, you yeah, can, it really is. Yeah. So I I went to the small town in Nebraska, and um, it's probably like a hundred people. They had one police officer, and they've never met a uh, they've barely ever seen black people, and never met a gay person. And the first word they used to describe me for several hours was fag. But they never, in the context they were using at it, as using it was never bad. So I gave, that was all they knew of what I was. Right. You know what I mean? I know exactly but, what you mean. No, and no, for no, a no, lot of I, homosexual I, people, that term would be very offensive. But you knew that they weren't trying to be offensive and labeling you as that. It was just what they knew. And... Well, and it's a good opportunity then to like look at them and go, and this is like we mentioned a couple times, it's a teaching moment. You'd be like, okay, this is what you know, and you live in your little bubble in the middle of buttfuck Nebraska, but the rest of the world is this way, and this is you know how we talk about things now. 
And by doing that, like what you said, that was kind of where that conversation ended up going. But once by doing that, I left the next day was fucking famous in yep. Newcastle, Nebraska. There you go. They <laughs> but you got loved you. Yeah, it's leaving the dialogue open, though. Give them a chance to, like, speak where they're from. And that's also something that uh, the gay community should really understand is because you got to open up that conversation and then you can teach. Right. Because why the fuck would either of you white, two straight white guys know about my fucking super gay reality? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. But, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so Jesus is, uh, chimed in again. He says, does the popularity of a word make that word socially acceptable? And he says, because he has friends who still say, oh, man, that's gay or that's so, like, can I say faggy? That's so faggy. I'm going to say it. Um, I started, and, he, and he goes, I still try to make it known that it's not okay to be talking like that. But at the same time, I feel like he, he feels that he's in the wrong because so many straight men still talk like that. And he feels that maybe he's being overly sensitive because they're not necessarily using it against me. So does that, and his question is, so does that make it okay? And I would say for you, Jesus, and you guys definitely feel free to chime in. If that personally offends you, then you have you can have that conversation with whoever's using that term and be like, hey, man, um, that offends me. You know, in the context that you're using, that offends me and offends, you know, who I am as a person. So if you could refrain from using that or, or, or you know, find another term or another way to describe that, that would make me feel a lot better and I would appreciate it. And then, you know, you didn't come at them like you were attacking them and be like, hey, man, you can't fucking say that because I hate it. But it, you came at them in, in a tactful way, in such a way that you go, hey, that, you know, that doesn't make me feel comfortable um and you know you know could you not and then that i feel would go over a lot better unless that person's just a uh a, you know a fucking dickhead and then that's a whole nother conversation that needs to happen tony how would you uh, how would you attack that situation if someone was saying oh man that's so gay or that's so jesus used the word so i don't feel bad about using it i'm just using it in context that's so faggy or something to that effect um, how would you attack that situation? And he's frozen up a little bit. We're going on an adventure. <laughs> We're going on an adventure. We're going on an adventure. We're going to. Well, I didn't hear the question, but I want to make this internet work. Well, while Tony goes on his adventure, I'll echo Ben's sentiments of saying it is a thousand percent okay from you to come from a place of, hey, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And I would appreciate it if you didn't use that same terminology again going forward, not coming from a place of like, I can't believe you would use that sort of terminology, you know, and if it was again directly at you where that person was calling you like a slander word for being homophobic, then that that the the coin flips like that's when you have the right to be like, hey, man fuck you that's not cool at all why would you say that but if you feel like it's if, a term that's being used that offends you that's not being directed at you you still have every right in the world to say hey i'd appreciate it if you didn't say that again or use those same words again so tony how would you the question i'm not going to say the last part again because that makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> when uh someone says like oh man that's that's so gay that that happened like that's so unfortunate that that happened yeah. and if that offended you how would you pursue the next course of action and uh, speaking to that person one i try to turn things around to do a joke a little bit because it leaves uh the dialogue in a kind of a funner sense 
And then I also try to make sure I don't shame that person. Because when people feel shame, it's anyone, they'll, they can shut down. And then they probably won't even talk to you again, which you don't want. Do you know what I mean? Not that no one hates, hates who is upset with you, but if you end the shame, then that makes it so much more easier to start the conversation again. Right. So I definitely usually use like a joke to make it expressed. And then it's also like he said, like Alex said, you don't need to make sure you, it's part of your right to say, hey, that offends me. But if you can, I find it easier to put into a joke. And I usually, the conversation will always start, keep on going. Right. Um, Abby said that, you know, that she says that they have to teach, you know, she's a, she's a teacher. She has to teach, you know, her students now like a whole social emotional lesson over using the word gay. Um, and, you know, it's, she says it's tough because, you know, their kids are in seventh grade. They don't know the difference, but they're trying to make them aware. So there's that. Um, and Jesus is also, he said, he said, he's just, he doesn't like the feeling of having to be the teacher for his group of friends. He doesn't love that role, but you know, he does think that it's still necessary because society still needs to be taught. Um, but you know, that's why he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't like having to explain because he can't control how they're going to interpret, you know, a teaching moment. Um, also, I feel like this is a valuable moment to also insert the ideology that has been talked a lot about in a lot of like sales leadership classes and just in cultural leadership classes there's a big reason or there's a big difference in finding something offensive and realizing that something is offensive i don't have to be offended personally by something that said that's offensive if I know that person, I'm never going to see again, never going to talk to again. If it ever comes up where they're like, hey, you want to go to the bar with Mike or whatever that person's name is? I'm like, that's the guy that uh, said everything was gay last time I was around because it was unfortunate. Like, I don't really want to go to the bar with that guy again. That's completely fine. And you don't have to be the teacher. You don't have to be the person that's like, responsible for everyone being of a correct mindset if that makes sense at all like there again there's a big difference in realizing that something is offensive and actually being offended yeah exactly you, you don't have to surround yourself with those people and you also don't have to react from a position of like i'm so offended i can't believe that you would say something like that you can always pick your battles and move on down the road. But if it's somebody that you're around all the time and they're really not meaning to use hateful language, but the language that they're using makes you feel uncomfortable, you a thousand percent have the right to say, Hey, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Right. You know, and it comes from a place of love and not from a place of like, attacking right and i i've got personal experience on the other end of that so when my best friend uh when he finally came out to all of us um when as as gay when he finally came out it was a large learning curve for us when we talked and interacted and it was also um you know i mean i had a lot of like flashbacks to how i used to talk not knowing that he was gay before he came out and i was like oh wow i don't know if i offended him and like such like so many like there were so many instances that he could have been so offended but he, he hadn't come out yet so then after he came out, there was times like I would literally like, catch myself because I I grew up in that like I guess you would call it toxic thing where you'd be like ah that's 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 gay or whatever. We grew about up listening things. to Eminem, man. Yeah, that like, kind of stuff. So we had like, yeah. kind of had that mindset, <laughs> and I came from a small town in Arkansas, so you can imagine. Um, 
so like it was that so then i had to little consciously like i would be playing games or talking or whatever and i'd be like all right i'd say something i'd say the f word like that or i'd say something was gay and i was like oh and i just go and like look at him and be like i'm so sorry and eventually like you figure it out and you work and you know if he was offended by it or something he would let us know and and say um but he's you know he's a very chill and laid-back person but you know we still were very conscious about you know how we talked and we changed our group changed how we talked given the fact that he came out and you know we it didn't break any friendships but we all learned and grew together around that moment i like everything you guys said i think and i also want to it's jesus right that we're responding to yeah. yep your new boyfriend i think that um, it really will <laughs> <laughs> i think it really really beneficial if you do talk to him i don't think anyone for i'm i'm a really hopeful person but i think if you do talk to him and tell him and kind of he even can relate to him or even say like, kind of like with Ben, like I want to be your friend. I like being your friend, and I, you probably didn't mean to hurt me, but this hurt me. Like, ninety nine percent of the time, I find it even brings people closer. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, because <laughs> I bet I bet he doesn't doesn't want to lose you as a friend. Believe it or not, even right. though you may not, you know what I mean. Well, it would be similar. Like I'm not trying to relate the plot of redheaded people to the plot of black people. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. Gingers are not like, marginalized, it, Alex. Stop it, it, talking about I being know, a ginger. No one cares. I'm just using it as an example. Or like if there was some common terminology for people with dark hair, right? Like if someone was like, oh, the ginger's here, you know? And I was like, I actually find that really hurtful. Like how dare you use the term ginger around me? I'd probably call you, you soft. Know? Yeah, they absolutely (laughs) would, and I wouldn't blame them. But if I really had a problem with that terminology or cracker, whatever you want to use, there you go. I would, you know, you could go to that person and say, like, hey, I don't like it when you use that word. Like, could you maybe not use that word? If they're not a total human piece of shit, they're going to be like, I didn't even realize I was offending you, and I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. And if that person is like, you need to fuck the fuck up and just, you know, live with it then i'd be okay well i'm not gonna hang out with you anymore you know i don't want to spend any more time with you most people i feel will give you that real genuine sense of i don't want to hurt you yeah i don't want to say anything that's gonna offend you so let me know the best way for me to communicate around you and i will do my best to make sure you're as comfortable as possible yep shouldn't be a problem really yeah yeah, and I feel like the majority of people, you know, like you said, are like that. They'll be like, "Oh, I, you know, I am, I'm very sorry," and they'll, you know, change. Yeah. Um, and don't call me a fucking ginger, all right? <laughs> I make no promises. I might be changing you your name you in really my phone after this. <laughs> um. Well, Chad, I think we're coming up on that time where I now turn it over to you guys and see if uh, you guys have any more questions for us or for Tony, our guest. Um, so, you know, yeah, take, take some time, think about anything, whatever questions you've got, and then uh, you, you know what to do. Let me know. Yeah, this is typically where we finish up with just questions from the feed, Tony. And I really do want to thank Jesus coming for, uh, or for coming and being so vulnerable and uh, providing some really great feedback. Yeah, and, and for talking, you. and I appreciate, I appreciate you following. You did drop a follow a little while ago. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't mention it because we were really on a roll. But I appreciate that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, 
And Jesus, when we were in high school, I don't know when he came out, so I'm sorry, Jesus, if I'm getting this wrong, but he was one of the guys that, whether he was out or not, everybody kind of knew, like, yeah, like, your friends know, you know, like, whether or not you're out or not, everybody kind of knows, and Jesus was always such a fucking nice guy, just such a good guy, and it didn't matter whether or not he liked boys or girls, um, he's he's a good fella i appreciate him for coming so i think you guys are all awesome and thank you for having me this yeah is no for sure the best um, sunday i've had in a while <laughs> good man i'm i'm glad i'm glad this is uh this has been great i've enjoyed every minute of it um well it's looking like nobody has any questions this week which is perfectly fine um so with that we'll start we'll start wrapping it up uh tony thank you so much for coming on and, and speaking to us and and, and putting in your story out there and 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 your points of view it was really great i i learned a lot about some things that i didn't even know about which is super cool um and i tony hope... i love you so much man i'm glad you got... i love you too thank I got, you i'm glad you got to be a part of this for sure um, i hope i can't wait to share this on my page i'm like super yes. looking forward to this um <laughs> I hope chat that you guys, you know, learned some things and, and, you know, appreciated this as well. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here again, like every week. Uh, we, we love it. We love the interaction that we're getting. Um, <laughs> my brother goes, I would fight a whole country for Tony. <laughs> yes. Army I've developed. Yes, hell yeah. So um, we're ready to go, brother. You just tell us when and where. And when and where we'll be there. Um, One of these days on Facebook, it's gonna go down. You're our leader. Well, I'll, I'm ready to stand attention, brother. Yep. So um, that's great. No, we've had a great time. This will be up on YouTube within the next couple of days. I have I got some free time, so I'll have it edited and up. Uh, from there, for our YouTube viewers, guys, we appreciate you. Uh, make sure, Abby, make sure to Abby, like. You're Abby, interrupt my me. sister says, "Gay Tony is my favorite." Sorry. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> um, this is so awesome. <laughs> for our YouTube guys, we appreciate you guys uh, as well tuning in on the days after this. Uh, make sure you guys leave a like, uh, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. The button's right there. It's super easy. Just click it right after you leave a comment, um, and uh, share it with your friends uh, and. Other than that, um, it's been a blast, and uh, we love you all, and we'll see you guys next Sunday. All right? Peace out. See you guys out. later. Love you guys.